0: Hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, happy Valentine's Day, Courier Nation. You got plans for tonight? Um, Maybe plans, who knows what the plans could be. Maybe the, Maybe the plans are for a romantic evening with your significant other. Maybe the plans are to go out and make some money on a very busy delivery night. I think Either way, have a fantastic and wonderful Valentine's Day. Folks, I want to let you know about uh, something we just put up on the website. It's totally free. There's no cost to it. We just uh, um, published an 18 article series called the Delivery Driver's Tax Information Series. And I almost wanted to call it a tax guide, but I'm not a tax pro. But I did want to put together as much information as I could in bite-sized pieces. That's why the 18 different articles, rather than one big article or something. And so, if you need any kind of help figuring out your taxes, please go check that out. Uh, Just if you go to entrecourier.com and you can just tax or just click on tax guide up in the top right corner, and that'll take you to kind of a directory of all those articles. And then you can look for stuff about tracking miles, about, you know, what other expenses you can take, about understanding a self-employment tax and and uh, a whole slew of other things. So Courier Nation, I'm going to talk this week about Grubhub, and I'm going to do it by talking about Uber Eats. About this little experiment that I did. I call it the Great Grubhub Free All Uber Eats Experiment. It wasn't really intentional, but anyway, folks, about a week ago, I had an article up that uh, it talked about some of the rumors that some people are putting out about uh, Grubhub starting to suspend drivers for 30 days because they're not accepting enough orders. And I asked, you know, how should we respond to that kind of a threat? Should we actually start accepting more orders? What do we do? And Here's one comment I made. I said, the reality is I can make more money per hour on any of the other three major platforms than I could make on Grubhub if being on Grubhub I accepted the percent of orders that Grubhub wants me to accept and uh, i feel very strongly about that you know the few times that i decide to try and accept higher percentage of orders i see that per hour profit dropping dramatically and especially on grubhub because their dispatching sucks it is so inefficient it's a lot of long distance and it is you know i've just found that i lose so much money when i'm accepting a higher percentage of orders and so you know i've always told myself you know what i'm not better off by being in a place where i could you know um if i lose my ability to schedule blocks i'm still better off by going somewhere else and uh and i still kind of stick by that well this week i got the opportunity to kind of put my money where my mouth was on that and i'm going to call it the great grubhub schedule disaster and here's the thing for me you know about s- of my earnings come from Grubhub. So, the way I usually work is I work the Grubhub blocks and then I'll run some others on the side. But they tend to, especially in the slower times, pay more consistently. And so, I just find that it seems like they pay better that way. So, I, I rely heavily on scheduling with Grubhub. Now, for all of my bravado that I don't need Grubhub, like what I was just saying, I do got to be honest that there's times though, that I still wonder, it's kind of like, oh man, if I lost my ability though to schedule with him, you know, am I screwed if I can't schedule any longer with him? Now folks, let me tell you this. There are four things in my week that are set in stone. There are four events that are just like, it has to happen. It's church on Sunday morning, getting my email out uh, in the first part of the week, uh, Monday, if at all possible, getting the podcast up on Friday. And logging into my schedule at exactly 10.45 a.m. on Saturday morning, which is when blocks become available in the Denver market on Grubhub. So Saturday morning, you know, I'm working on one of the articles for this tax information series that we just released, and I'm pretty locked in on it, and I'm working away, and I don't realize that I don't have my phone with me, and my phone has the alarm that goes off, you know, two minutes before 10.45, and I can hear it in the distance chirping and I realize as I look at the clock that it's been going off for probably 10, 12 minutes. I dash downstairs. Now it's almost 11 o'clock and I pull up the schedule and they're gone. Everything is gone through the weekdays. Anyway, Monday through Friday, everything's gone. Even Friday night for uh, Valentine's day. And, uh, and there's, there's a little bit left on the weekend, but I'm like, crap. Okay. I probably didn't say crap. I might've said something a little stronger than that. I may or may not have, you know? But you know what? I got to say, I wonder, is this the new normal when it comes to scheduling for me? Or is this a one-time thing? I don't think it's a one-time thing. I think it actually is going to become an issue. It very well could become an issue in my market where it doesn't matter if I forget to get on at exactly 1045. I'm seeing this trend. There are a lot of markets with Grubhub that if you're not a premier driver or a pro driver, if you don't have early access, there's no hope of getting any scheduling. If you're a partner driver, not even at 1045 and 0.000 seconds, do you have access to any schedules? That's just the way it is in those markets. Now, my market has never been one of those, but I do see it kind of drifting that direction. So maybe eventually it will be. I don't know. I've been watching that trend though. And if you're not familiar with how Grubhub works, they've got this incentive program. They've got three different levels. They've got Premier. That's their top level. They got pros, their next level, and then partners, whoever's didn't make those two. And the whole thing is really based more, more than anything else on acceptance rate. Um, you can do some things with not working the schedules that you got that can get you dropped as well. But the main thing is acceptance. You've got to accept 95% of your orders to get Premier and 85% to be pro. I'm going to tell you that ain't happening for me. Uh, there's there's no way I'm ever getting those percentages. Uh, I already talked about all that, but the real tangible benefit for those levels is your access to the schedule blocks because Grubhub, most of your orders go to people that are on schedule blocks. You can work off of a block with Grubhub, but um, at least in my market, I find most of those orders are crap. Every once in a while, a good one can come across, but Thursday morning, premier drivers get first access to the schedule. It's kind of like they get the first shot at it. They can get everything on there. And if they're quick, they can get in any kind of schedule they want. On Friday morning, the pro level drivers then get their crack at it. Anything that's left over and most things are there. Saturday morning, they open it up to everybody else. Now at 1045 on Saturday morning, usually there's a real good selection of orders, but it's getting harder and harder to get those. And like I said, some markets, you can't even get them. And uh, so I've been fortunate that, uh, you know, in my market for a long time, you could go in on most nights and pick up a few blocks. And that has changed. And I'm seeing it moving to this point where I would not be surprised that even in my market, eventually you're going to have to be pro or premier to be able to get very much for scheduling. That's just the way things are going. Now ultimately it's Grubhub I think trying to force us into accepting more offers. It's manipulation. It really is. Um they can't technically fire you for not accepting orders, but they can create these, you know, the, the, these incentives like this that basically are pretty close to doing the same thing. Um now, they can offer incentives and rewards for higher acceptance. That's perfectly legal even in, in an independent contractor relationship. I think there's a point where you kind of cross the line when you have to have these incentives to be able to do business. And so I think you can make a case about it. But ultimately, you know what? When it all comes down to it, if my ability to schedule with Home goes away, I'm kind of agnostic about it. I mean, I don't like that they're crossing the line of the independent contractor relationship. That's where I get a little bit militant, but at the same time, I also realize that they're my customer. That's ultimately what this relationship is. They're the ones that are paying me. they are my customer, and they can do what they want to do. If they don't want to do business with me anymore, I can't force them, and they don't have to do it and It's like, okay, that's their right uh but here's the deal is I am not going to cut my own standards to keep them as a customer. I've got my price. And if they can't meet my price, then I'll go to somebody else that will. And there are plenty that will. So here's the, I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of the situation with this whole scheduling thing. And and so here I am now for the first time ever, unable to get anything on the schedule. Now, my norm is I work through Grubhub blocks. I kind of sprinkle in some DoorDash and some, sometimes the others, um, to kind of fill the gaps when things are slowing down or whatever. But what happens if all of this changes to where this is a normal thing? What happens if I can't ever get schedule access, you know? That's that's something I got to think about. You know, I got three options. I can be compliant. I can start accepting more orders. I can work on being pro. I can work on being premier so I can get those hours. But you know what? To me, it's not worth that 5 to 7 dollars an hour that I lose by doing that. If Grubhub got better with their dispatching and more efficient, maybe I'd think about it. I don't know. Or option two is I can shift my attention to the other platforms and start delivering with everybody else. If those don't pay well enough, then my third option is I just figure out that, you know what, this business model doesn't work in my market anymore. It's time to move on. And I'm okay doing any of those things because I understand that this is a business that I'm running. Nobody owes me anything, folks. Here's the thing, you know, like I said, first time I can't schedule and I start wondering, what if I'm wrong about this whole acceptance thing? What, what if my refusal to chase those offers that they want to give me is going to cost me? You know, did I screw myself by all of this? Well, here's my chance, I guess, to find out, you know, and this begins the whole Uber Eats experiment. Now folks, I've done so little Uber Eats that I didn't even get a 1099 from them. And even if Uber eats, they do theirs a little bit differently. Even if they did theirs normally, I wouldn't have made enough to, I didn't make $600 with them. Now in episode 46, I talk about their new pay model that... You know, there's one side where they slash the pay. There's the other side where they added some improvement, but I just find, you know what, normally they don't pay well enough. And with the lack of information that there is, or with how hard it is to get the information you need, it usually isn't worth it. And I just, I hardly ever touch them, but I got to tell you something that was kind of creepy here that happened. You know how it is i mean this this is I, I find this creepy, and it's it's this big brother thing that when you look up something on Google and then everywhere you go, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, you're seeing ads for that exact same item you know, and you' just kind of like, oh <laughs> it's just kind of it gives you the creeps you know, and I had something kind of like this it's like because you're thinking, oh man, they're reading my mind, so I'm trying to decide what I'm doing. And I'm trying to decide, okay, how much do I think I might kind of sprinkle in, you know, how much am I going to maybe add a little bit more on Uber Eats? And right at that, it was like that exact moment that I get this little chime that I got this notice from Uber Eats. It is time to choose your quest. Uber Eats has got this thing that they've introduced. I don't know if they do it nationwide or if it's just in a few markets where you can choose your quest. You can choose something where maybe you're going to chase 10 offers. If you, if you do 10 deliveries within this time frame you get $6. Yeah. Woo woo. Thanks a lot. And, uh, or they go, you know, all the way up to, they've got them available for, you know, 40 or 60 deliveries. And honestly, I never pay much attention. I just, I don't do enough. The, the small ones don't pay well enough to really be worth paying that much attention to the larger ones. You know, they might be a buck and a half, two bucks extra per delivery, but I'm just never willing to commit that heavily to Eats to go after one of those, or am I here I am, nothing on the schedule for a good four or five days. What if, and all of a sudden, for the first time ever I'm sitting here seriously thinking, maybe I should think about that hundred and five dollars for sixty deliveries now this is the quest that was available for sixty deliveries between Monday and Thursday, so you had four whole days to get it pulled off, I actually until like four in the morning on Friday morning, this morning. And uh, yeah, I'm not doing that guys. (laughs) Sorry. But even then, you know what, what's the worst that could happen here? Even if I bomb, you know, it's Valentine's weekend and I'm probably going to make a little bit better money over the weekend that could make up some lost ground. Right. So, okay. I'm going to give this a try, you know, but then I started thinking, you know what though? The problem is, is Monday or I'm sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday are usually my weekdays or weekends, you know, those are the days that I kind of take off because there's slower days for delivery and especially Tuesday. I hardly ever do delivery on Tuesday unless the weather's bad enough that it's going to be like a good pay. So, all right, well, I'm planning on taking a fair bit of time off on those four days. Maybe 60 deliveries isn't realistic, but here's one for 40 deliveries for $66. That's what, maybe 16 to 20 hours somewhere. I could do that. All right. Uber Eats. I'm all in on you guys this week. And so instead of going the multi app route or any of that, I just, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to give this a shot because I'm like, what if I'm wrong about Uber Eats? Maybe I could do better. You know, maybe it's better than what I really think. How, how well would I be able to do going all in? And it really was, it was this thing that I wanted to find out. What would it really be like if, Grubhub just went away as an option for me, you know, could some of these others and, and is Uber eats a strong enough option to take up some of the slack? Because I've always kind of figured like, you know what? They really aren't, but what if I, you know, gave them a full shot with one of their quests to really take advantage of the earnings possibilities. I'm going to give it a shot. Now, my average earnings per hour is right around $21 an hour. And, uh, Last week, I actually hit just short of 25, and I think it was my record, um, but it, you know, weather played a lot of that, and then we're getting back to a little bit normal for February weather here, and so I'm kind of like, okay, I'm sure that's a little high, and, and the other part of it is the first few days of the week are usually lower um, profitability, and the weekends make up for it. So I'm sitting here thinking, you know what? I'm going to be seriously lucky if I make $16 an hour on Uber Eats, but could I do it? Can I make it? Can I make 16 bucks an hour with the quests? Because that's still better than what I would get with Grubhub if I'm doing that 95% acceptance crap. So I'm going to give it a shot. So how does it go? Monday, I go out at five o'clock on Monday. Uh, I figured I'll just do dinner Monday night or something like that. And it's snowing real light. It's not a heavy snow. It's not the kind of thing that gets in the way of anybody getting around, but it still makes it busy enough. You know, uh, sometimes you just get a snowflake in the air and people are freaking out like, Oh, I don't want to go out in this. And so they order in. I head downtown. And my main reason is because if I'm going to try and get these 40 deliveries in, I want them done as quick as possible. And downtown is a good place to get short, fast deliveries. And right away, I've got an order. Now they've got some incentives because of the snow. So that helps. But even then, you know, that first order, it paid $5 and and and, and they tipped and it was still like a five and a half dollars. That's okay. It's, it's all right. But I'm sure not going to get rich on that. But you know what? I got it done quick. And $5 in 20 minutes is like a $15 an hour rate. Okay, I could do that. But you know, the funny thing is, is before I even drop that first one off, I've got an offer for another restaurant. It's close by. Now, here's the thing with Uber Eats is, you know, they do show you the map now with the customer location. It actually kind of gives you an estimate of how long it will take in minutes to get to the restaurant and to the customer. And that's nice, but that stuff only shows up if you're not already on an order. If you're already on an order, you don't get that map at all. And so it's kind of like, okay, you take this order, but you don't know where you're going. And Monday was just busy enough that I was always getting these offers even before I dropped off the first one. And I'm driving blind on Monday. I I am absolutely driving blind. The other thing with Uber Eats is you can't pull up your earnings on the app while you're on a delivery. So the whole time I'm on deliveries. And so I'm not able to see actually how I did. And I don't know where I'm going or anything like that. But you know what? I just screw it. I'm going to I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go out, get these deliveries done, do as many as I can in a period of time as I can. And for, it was actually about four and a half hours later, I've got 12 deliveries done and um, that's pretty good. And it was actually kind of fun. There, there was something fun about that driving and that anticipation, wondering what's this going to add up to. Now I know that I could log into their website on the browser and, and view my earnings that way. But I just decided I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to, I'm going to track how long each delivery was. Cause I do that. And there, there's a part of the, about that. That's kind of disconcerting for me because I'm a guy that I track every delivery and I've got a spreadsheet on Google sheets where I enter that information in. And I know to the minute, how much I have made per hour, uh, how many deliveries I've done per hour, all of these things, you know, my, my profit per hour, all of these statistics. I know those things as I go, I'm a geek that way. I like knowing that. And so this is a little disconcerting, not knowing that stuff, but I go for it and, and I get done and I was a little surprised. I actually made $23 an hour profit and that's $23 an hour profit before the quest, because I didn't figure the quest in yet because I haven't made the quest, right? I'm not going to count that money until I get there. So I was pretty amazed. And, you know, I drove, it was like $120 total or something like that. And I made, uh, you know, 44 miles that I drove for it, which was incredibly small amount of miles. Uh, that that was far better than my average with everything else I did. $23 an hour, very low, uh, mileage. I'll take it. I'll take that every night, you know? I thought, okay. This isn't a bad start. 12 down 28 to go. And then there's a Wednesday disaster. Like I said, I take Tuesdays off, and I figure, okay, I'm all right, because I could do maybe 10 or 12 deliveries on Wednesday and have a nice, easy Thursday. And uh, I did have something scheduled with my wife Wednesday night, so it was just going to be lunchtime in the afternoon, and I figure, okay, all right, I'll get a few in, right? Wednesday sucked. It was so bad. I had... You know, right away though, I get this order. It looked great. It was like, you know, nine or $10. Now, you know, Uber Eats is starting to give you a total on there. You got to look at that a little differently. I'll get into that in a little bit, but I didn't pay attention to the map. And 17 miles later, I'm dropping off my first order. 17 miles. And with the traffic where it was and where that was going, it was almost an hour. And and it was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this was so terrible and the funny, the, the weirdest part about that day was it's not like offers are flying off the shelf. It was slow and it, and it started snowing. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't more than what it was snowing the night, you know, on Monday night, but it wasn't any less either. And, and that's what I couldn't understand was I, I had these long times between orders and it's like, but it, this doesn't happen when it's snowing like this, something, something is off, you know, and I'm I'm sitting there, did I, did I somehow piss off the Uber eats dispatching gods or something? Cause I didn't know what's going on. Well, everything that Monday night was Wednesday afternoon was not, and it was just long. It was inefficient. I had long waits between everything. And when it's all said and done, then I get this little thing that it's like my phone chirps at me. It's like, Oh, you're not charging. Wait a minute. You got I got my charger plugged in. And there's a little break in the cord and apparently my cable is shot. But at that point, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, I can stop by it. I can get another cable. That's easy. They're cheap. And, but it was kind of like one of those days, it's kind of like, this is a sign from God and it's time to go home. And I go home with my tail between my legs. (laughs) And for, for all that Monday surprised the heck out of me for how good it was, Wednesday was like as big of a surprise, if not worse for how bad it was. And I just did not expect that it could be that bad guys. Monday was the worst day. I made $6 and 69 cents profit per hour. I drove almost 60 miles for about 30. It was like two miles for every dollar I earned. I hardly ever, ever, ever have that happen. And it was just, it was horrible. And I ended up getting four deliveries in and, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. And it's the worst day that I've had since like maybe a month into when I first started doing delivery, which at the time I was doing Uber Eats exclusively, you know, so maybe that was a sign that Uber Eats was as bad as I ever thought that it would be Thursday morning. And I'm like, Oh man, I don't even know if I want to try this as bad as Wednesday was. Well, one of the things that I found out though, on the way home Wednesday, I figured out maybe part of why I wasn't getting orders. And I realized, I don't even remember what happened that made me realize it, but my Wi-Fi was on, on my phone. And my phone is one of those that is like, if it is trying to connect to Wi-Fi, it doesn't connect to the network data out there. And... I think that's why I'm not getting orders is because it's kind of like I'm running around without internet. Now I've had that happen before and it has impacted or slowed me down, but it didn't seem like it ever slowed me down as bad as this happened. So I'm still thinking, okay, Uber Eats just sucks. <laughs> it's just Monday was an anomaly and Tuesday was awful. At the same time, I get a little bit later start because I'm um, Thursday morning, is when I'm wrapping up that, uh, getting, getting the final touches on getting the, uh, delivery drivers tax information series published. And, and so I wanted to get all that done, but you know, I get out and it's, it's like almost it's lunchtime when I get out there, my morning shot. So I don't have that much time now to get 24 deliveries in. And if things happen like they did on uh, Wednesday, there's, there's no way I'm making that. So, but then I get thinking, okay, you know what? I've gone this far. I I don't want to regret not having tried it. I'm going to give it a shot because I seriously was thinking, okay, I'm not going to do this. I've got a couple other things that I can do, and then maybe I'll throw on some DoorDash, and maybe salvage a little bit. But I just okay, screw it. I'm going to give this. I'm going to try and finish this out. If I do, um, I have 24 deliveries that I've got to get done, and. I should be able to get those done in 12 hours. I don't want to deliver for 12 hours. I've tried to avoid doing that too much longer anymore, but you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I head out there and I can guarantee you, I can tell you this. I must have at least six, eight times checked to make sure that my Wi-Fi was turned off so that I didn't have the same thing happen again. You know what I mean? But i tell you what, right away, I got an order And the orders were just one after the other and it was, it was moving. And I, you know, one thing I did do is I turned down the high dollar orders because the thing is with those high dollar orders on Uber Eats, that means they're long distance because the offer amounts that they put on there do not include the tip. They do not take the tip into account in any way. Okay. That means that I'm going to go drive a long distance. I'm not getting into that. I'm taking small orders. It's about being short and quick and getting this thing done and things fly along and i get the 22nd delivery of the night dropped off and it is uh it's about 8:30 and at 8:30 kind of all the different incentives turn off and all these different things and they didn't have much incentives that night anyway <clears throat> i got 2 to go and everything dies and I'm thinking in my mind, you scumbags, because I know what's going on. I've delivered Postmates before on these, you know, some of their quests. And, and I know that I've had on nights that it was snowing and I'm one delivery away from getting this bonus and I don't get another single delivery. And and I'm sure that that's what's going on here because it takes, I mean, it, okay, five minutes is an eternity after you've been just moving delivery after delivery. You know what I mean? I'm not getting any deliveries all of a sudden. And I think they're not gonna give me the chance. They're not gonna let me take number 40. And I'm stuck. And I think you guys are scum. You guys are no better than Grubhub when Grubhub offers these bonuses that say we're gonna give you up to notice up to six dollars for a bonus on select orders. The translation I've learned this many, many, many times with Grubhub and their promise, you're not getting squat, guys. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh man. I just chased this and I'm getting squat here. But I just, I'm going to head towards a little bit busier area. I'm going to go camp out in front of a freaking McDonald's, if I got to, you know? And that, or there's this Mexican place that does a whole lot of Uber Eats, and I'm going to camp out there if I have to. I'm going to do whatever I can to try and get that. I've got till four in the morning. Except for then, my phone chimes at me. It says, You have two hours of online time available, or something like that. What? all those scumbags. Did I say that already? Uber Eats has got this thing because it's the same app as their rideshare, And with Uber, they limit you to 12 hours on the clock in any 24 hour period, right? Well, oh man, I'm 10 hours in. They're telling me I only got, I can't wait for till four in the morning. I've only got two hours on here. They're going to make me wait out that two hours and not give me those scumbags. Well, finally, it's, you know, it it was actually about 30 minutes and I finally got another order. That's a little pizza place, but you know what? It is dropping off like less than a mile from my house. (laughs) I'm like, you scumbags. I know what you're doing here. You're tempting me to go home (laughs) because I'm going to drop that off and I'm going to want to go home. I'm not playing that game. You are going to, I'm going to wait it out if I got to. I Drop off that other order, and fortunately, I didn't have to wait another half hour. There's another order came in right away. Burger King, guys, I didn't know that Burger King was on Uber Eats. You know, that's that's how little I've been doing Uber Eats lately. I didn't realize that they had picked them up now, and it was like the worst Burger King. And it's already it's a little bit after nine o'clock, so I've got to go through the drive through. And this Burger King, oh, they are so slow in the drive through. It's unbelievable, you know. And but. It's order number forty, I am taking this order. You are not you are not going to give me this order that I would normally reject. I am taking this order because that is a sixty six dollar freaking Burger King order. I am taking that order and and I go there and you know what? I wish that I could give you a little more dramatic close to it because. The drive through was empty. They were quick. The deliveries were fast and easy. I go home. I got 66 bucks extra because I made it. Actually, it was a double order, which was good because it was kind of like, okay, just in case I didn't count correctly, that was like an insurance. You know what I mean? I get it dropped off and I made it. And I was so tickled. I've, you know, I added everything up right away. I got all the, you know, the last of the tips rolled in with, with Uber Eats. Uh, it's usually an hour before they release that last tip. I added it all up. I had 41 deliveries in 17 and a half hours. That's not bad. My profit per hour was $16.97 on the fees, the tips, you know, whatever. When you throw in the quest bonus, when you throw in that $66 and you add that up, it's now at $20.62 per hour. So that little 65, you know, that basically added about uh, three and a half bucks an hour. I drove just under a mile per dollar earned, which is a little bit better than my average. I'm at about 0.51. So it was like, you know what? I made about the same amount of money as I expected to make anyway. I'm still kind of shocked about that. So I don't know, maybe maybe Uber Eats wasn't as bad. Now, maybe this weekend was an anomaly. Maybe if I did it again, it wouldn't happen. But I was, I was quite happy with how it turned out. It was a heck of a lot better than I expected. I'm going to kind of wrap up with just a couple of takeaways that I had from my experience. You know, the first one is I kind of figured out that the best approach on Uber Eats orders is to be a little counterintuitive with the dollar amount. Normally with Grubhub, DoorDash, you know, you see $12 on the order. It's like, oh yeah, that's a good one to take. You know, $3. Oh, hell no. I'm kind of the opposite way now with Uber Eats. If I see $3, I'm taking that puppy. And if it's $12, oh, hell no. Because $12 means long drive. Because the thing is with Uber Eats, when they give you the amount, they're not showing you the tip. That's just what they're paying. And if they're paying a lot, it's either there's some good incentives and sometimes there are, but more often than not, if they're paying you a lot, it means because you're going a long way for that puppy and they're going to make you earn that thing. And you still don't know what the tip is going to be on top of it. And I've just found that a short and efficient is going to pay you a heck of a lot more money on Uber Eats. And so go for the cheap deliveries and avoid the high paying ones. I know it sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? Another thing is don't underestimate that promotion. You know, when I look at $66 for 40 deliveries, that doesn't look like that much, you know, that's $1.65 per delivery. It's okay, but that's not really a hell of a lot. You know, when you deliver, Do- um, DoorDash and sometimes we kind of, uh, uh, shrivel up our nose when we look at the $2 peak pay, but here's the deal is about three, three and a half bucks extra that it added to my, um, hourly profit about three and a half bucks an hour. That's not a small increase guys. And so when you get a promotion like that, you know, there's a couple things you got to do. You got to ask, you know, what is the promotion actually giving you, you know, six, $6 for 10 deliveries has not given you a whole lot. It doesn't make worth, you know, earning less that you might earn less by doing, chasing those deliveries or whatever. You know what I mean? But take a look at what it's going to give you and, uh, decide, is it worth it? You know, and and what are you giving up when you take that order? Because sometimes if you're making a little bit less, like I said, you know, $17, I'm making about $3 an hour less than a normal, you know, delivery with everybody else. But if that incentive is paying me at least as much, okay, it, it adds out and it's okay. But the other thing is, you know, here's, here's the thing about Uber Eats is, I think it's still, you got to be able to have their promotions with them to still make as good a money. If you don't have their promotions, if I didn't have that quest, if I didn't have, you know, the couple bucks extra that they are paying on Monday nights, I'd still be quite a bit behind DoorDash or Grubhub. So with Uber Eats, those promotions are still very important. Another takeaway is you got to ask yourself, though, is the promotion worth the stress? Man, I was I was stressing big time about that 40. I was sitting there thinking the whole time I'm I'm, I've got 40 on my mind. I've got 24 on my mind. You know, I'm doing the math. all okay. how many did I do and stuff like that? And it was fun kind of during this experiment. I don't think I'd want to do that all the time. Um, now if I had gone in on Tuesday and I've knocked it out all out early, I guess it's kind of like, you know, working on that final paper back in high school, you know, when you put it off to the last minute, that's what you get. So that's, that's a part of it. But you know, you got to ask, is that promotion worth the stress? Another thing I would say is never assume uh, I make assumptions. I sometimes about okay, this company is better than this one, or this one is so much worse. Uber Eats is obviously very much worse than everybody. They're the worst of the worst, but they weren't. You know, sometimes you got to actually play it out and figure out are they, you know, is it really as bad or as good as you think? And the last thing that I would say is don't let yourself be bullied by these platforms. Grubhub, you know what I mean? Because this is as much about Grubhub really as it is about Uber Eats. It's about Finding out, are there other alternatives if they're going to play these games that they're playing? And, you know, the bottom line is I figure out that I'm not really that much worse off if I don't have Grubhub. I might lose a little bit, but no, I don't, it's not that bad. So the big thing is don't be bullied by some of these companies saying you've got to take all of these orders. You set your standard, you keep your options open, you have multiple options, and I think you're going to do really well. It was kind of a fun experiment. I'm glad I did it. Um, I still don't know whether I would do a lot more of that. We'll we'll see. But Courier Nation, I'm wrapping up here just thanking you again for tuning in. I want to remind you, go check out the Delivery Drivers Tax Information Series up at entrecourier.com. Just go to the website and then click on Tax It Guide. And that'll get you the directory of all the different articles in there. Because if you've got questions about any of the different things about that, we're trying to address all these different questions. And uh, so go check that out. In the meantime, Courier Nation, is this website, is this podcast, is any of this helping you out with what you do with running your business? If it is, please share us. Let people know about us. uh, Because the more people that can hear they can hear this message that, that, uh, we can reach. It's just more people that we can help to run their own business and to help them to take control of all of this, because I think that's the key to all of this is take control. And that's the thing that I'm going to ask you to do in closing today is take control, take control of your life, your career, your business, take control and be the boss.